This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And the pitch is swung on, hit in the air to right and deep. That ball is high, it is far, it is gone! Into the bullpens in right One, center field. Two, he did the drive the ball to right field, and he did drive it out. A Stan Tonian home run. The time is going to make run. He swung on, hit in the air to left center, it is high. It is far, it is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stan Tonian home run on Hernandez's first pitch. He hit it high and far. And deep in the night, and the Yankees now take a 5-2 lead on the grand salami by Stanton. In the top of the eighth, and the pitch, there it goes, deep left, it is high, middle is far, it is gone. Another Stantonian home run. He swung the bat and touched it off, and it sailed high majestically over the Hunter Wall, over the Monster Seats, out into land zone. The third home in as many games for John Carlo. Carlo, Nolte Bosco, Bono, and the Yankees now take a 6-3 lead. Wow, what a shot, huh? And that was 448 feet. That was 116 miles an hour. And you know what, John? The, the team that makes the least mistakes is going to win this game. The Yankees have made two brutal ones. The Red Sox came back and outdid them. You cannot give a good team in the middle of their order extra chances. You just can't do it. It's like that, like this, and like that, and it's like this. And who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode. Welcome back. This is episode 254 of the NYYST podcast. I'm your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And SGR. What up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? We still got six games left. Let's not get too... Is this but is <laughs> yeah, this right. the best feeling yes. you've had as a Yankee fan by far show in the 2021 season by far it's not even close 100% because even when they were going through the 13 game winning streak you were waiting for the for the demise you were waiting for the downfall but this just had a different fucking feeling man I haven't felt this way about the Yankees in a long time yeah but the, yeah I got a full the, full on chub the crazy part about the sweep in Boston is that uh, you still, honestly, in the back of your heart, and you know, in the back, back of your heart—that's a new one. The uh, in your heart, in the back of your head, in your mind, in your soul, everything that you believe in, you still don't trust them to go and win this series. In I Toronto. don't. I don't feel that way. I you don't, don't you, feel that way right now. Now, there was something different. There was something extra in the air at Fenway Park that I haven't felt with the New York Yankees in a long time. It was like, we always talk about the baseball gods, right? 
that the Yankees in the dynasty years, they had that something that was just like magic, right? But it it mm. also took a little bit of of like divine intervention or in this case, um, incompetence of the umpire and like whatever was going on with fly balls that what's his name didn't catch that. What's his name? Dobek. 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 And it was like Dobek. It was like, like such a Boston Red Sox player's name yeah. too. And they like they. It was like karma. They got they got it back after DJ and Gallo just embarrassed us. Oh, you know karma down at the trifecta. Trifecta is that a horse? No, that's a. Uh, uh, growing up, there were three strip clubs on. Oh, so it's a hua, not a horse. There was there was uh, it was almost like a triangle set in uh, in the town, right? And there was a strip club on each corner, and they called them the trifecta. Oh, I didn't know that. Isn't that karma? That's like uh, that's like how Philadelphia does their ballparks. Oh yeah, that's good. I think that's what the inspiration. They, uh, yeah, they. That was the inspiration. But anyway, and then Joe West, like, I mean, one of the worst calls I've ever seen. And now, granted, he was miserable all game, but one of the worst calls. And you're just like, if Judge comes through here, this just is a different feel, right? Because, like, normal Yankees, even with all those extra chances, they still fucking blow it. And then to cap it off, what happened with, with Stanton again? Mm. something different it was something different i haven't felt this way in fucking years i'm telling you got you. a little tingle in your balls? i got the fucking tingle in the balls mm. all right so we got a lot to break down from the series in boston but before we do that we want to tell you to head on over to patreon.com slash nyyst please support the show and become a patron uh go to nyysportstalk.com click the shop tab grab yourself some merch the El Capitan hoodies are uh, up there. You know, it's getting a little chilly in the air, a little fall, a little playoff baseballs in the air. You're going to be want to rock in that for the wild card game foe show. And also anywhere that you listen to this show, please leave us a five-star rating and review. And in your review, just how do you feel? Let us know how you, how feel, do you feel about this team right now. Do you are have you, the tingle? Do you have the you tingle? Have the tingle, the tingly Bosch. Bosch. Sliders. Like, uh, my we're gonna have to get into that too because that was one of the worst commentated games, worst performances yeah. by a Here's- commentator I've ever heard in my entire life. Like we we give John Smoltz a lot of shit, mm. and John Smoltz has never, never approached that level of of atrociousness Listen, that A Rod was on yesterday. Here's a little teaser, little incentive to to last through the whole show at the end. It's fucking a rod bashing time, because that was miserable. Miserable. I don't like him. I don't like him. He's not. A, he was a good player. He's a terrible commentator, and they got to get rid of him. <laughs> so we can start on a Friday night here. Uh, this is an interesting game from the perspective of that Garrett Cole's first start since he got. Uh, demolished uh, by the Cleveland Indians. It was a big start for Cole um, because I was listening to a lot of sports talk radio on Friday and a lot of Red Sox fans were calling into uh, WFAN telling the hosts, whoever it was at the, at that particular moment that they don't fear Garrett Cole, that they actually worried more about Nestor Cortez. This is than Garrett fans Cole. of the opposing team. 
Yes, this, these are Red Sox fans. Okay. Now, if that, that doesn't tell you that something is wrong, I don't know what does. I don't think they were trolling because, you know, you, you can tell when people are calling up and trolling and you can tell when people are, you know, they're, they know what they're talking about. They're having, trying to have a good conversation. These, and it's true because Garrett Cole had come into this uh, start with an over ERA, uh, an ERA, excuse me, an ERA over seven against Boston as a Yankee. Well, let me ask you a question. At Fenway, at Fenway Park. Park. Let me ask you a question. Three three starting pitchers this series, obviously. Mm. How many earned runs did Cortez give up? I don't know. I don't remember. Did he give up two? One, One or two? two? One or two? Uh, How about Monty? That was one. How about Garrett Cole? Uh, eight, I think. Three. So he gave up the most earned runs while the Red Sox were wearing those atrocious jerseys. Like how you could even take this team seriously wearing that fucking garbage. Stop wearing them after that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just well, you know what, bro? Bite your tongue because the Yankees are going to be wearing something as equally ugly next. No. Yeah. Cortez gave up two runs, four and a third innings, two earned runs. It's not like it's not like you could say Garrett Cole threw so many more innings. I mean, after six. uh, Listen, I'm not trying to bash the guy, but. Oh, and, and in most cases, in most circumstances, I'd say an ace yeah. is just there after you get a six, seven run uh, lead. You're okay. there to just you're there to just throw strikes. If you get hit, you get hit. You know you have a big lead. He didn't, uh-huh. he didn't throw strikes, but though. that's the problem. Yeah. It, it wasn't. Right, yeah. Shut the fuck up. I can't think. <laughs> it wasn't that he. It wasn't that he was just trying to you know throw strikes and not walk guys. He just he lost he lost it. He ran out of gas. In the fifth, sixth inning, and he became completely hittable, and that's a problem. Well, there's two things at play here, right? He hasn't had the endurance since coming back from COVID. He just hasn't, right? So whatever mm. he went through with that, he hasn't uh, been the same pitcher. His stuff has looked really good at times, but he hasn't had that same endurance to go deep into the games since he came back from that. That's number one. Which is a problem because in certain situations you're going to need him to go seven eight innings into a game and he just hasn't done it recently. You mean like if your team has a seven run lead? Yeah, I mean like that's. I mean you. I tweeted it like when the Yankees went up three nothing and it was it was three nothing at the end of the one right. The Yankees yes. should have never had to sweat that game at sweat at all ever once in that game and they still did and that part of that yeah. is because of him. He didn't go and lock that game down. I mean yeah, you want to say oh he. He threw five scoreless innings. That doesn't matter. Like it's got to. They call it a rocking chair game. Like you go, you you can just know that he's on the mound. He's gonna mow through him. You know, he might give up a hit here. But there was there were plenty of times in this game where he was on the ropes, and that that can't happen. And like, I'm not giving him a pass, but he's not healthy. We know it. We can see yeah. it. He's not. And here's how you know there's something wrong with him. He walked three guys in that game. He walked three guys mm-hmm. and two of them he was up on. He was up 0-2 on. When is Garrett Cole? When Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole? When does he ever do that? Yeah, no. And that's got to be a that's got to be a statement game. Because out of all the teams, who do you think the Yankees, if they are to make the wild card, who are they most likely to face? Well, I mean, you know, if the Yankees are going to get in, they're going to have to beat Toronto this series. So that's, you know, with Boston playing, I think, the Nationals this week. Um, 
that should allow them to extend their lead over Toronto. Yeah, so, so it's like this is the team that you're going to get the ball for for in a in a one game playoff wild card game. You're not just going out there to to win. You're going out there to make a fucking statement that you better not be more scared of fucking Nestor Cortez than you are of me. And he didn't do that. And that's where I worry. So, I mean, the Yankees are in a precarious situation here because, you know, you can win games. You can get through series in the regular season with him not being 100%. You know, if this their season is going to come down to one game on October 5th. And if Garrett Cole isn't 100%, and let's face it, he's not going to be. I mean, how how much do you think that hamstring is going to continue further heal uh, in the next couple of weeks here. You hope that the, he's, he slated the pitch on Wednesday. You hope that's his last start of the year, that the Yankees have everything taken care of and locked up because that he doesn't have to make an appearance uh, against Tampa. So then you figure he gets, he gets six days off. You know, maybe that helps him out a little bit. Five. But how much, how much do you think he's going to be, you know, ready, you know, the, the vintage Garrett Cole? How long do you go with him, too? I mean, if this game's important and you take a big lead, you got to have a short leash with him. When, on Wednesday? Yeah, get him out of the game if you can. You have some reinforcements in the bullpen that have been absolutely phenomenal. If the Yankees take a comfortable lead, I'm not pushing Garrett Cole. Unless he looks great. Unless he looks like the, the hamstring's healed and good to go. I just don't want something... because. At any moment, that shit could pop, too. Pop, pop. And then we're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, I sure. mean, uh, are you saying something, right? You got nah. something to say? Uh-huh. You got something to say? You got something to no. say? Uh-huh. I, I got nothing to say. All right. <sighs> Why does so, Princesses still do commercials on WFAM, by the way? They're they're just old. No. Probably okay, I never said you could use his, those. He probably burned a bridge. Probably, probably burned his bridges. Did you ever burn a bridge? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Like an actual bridge? I can't get into fucking Delaware. I can't oh, yeah? go into Delaware. Okay. I can't go into Delaware. Okay. okay. I can't cross the Hudson River. Okay. <laughs> See the bur- bridges I burn. Okay. I told my aunt. My aunt moved to Delaware. I love her to death. I said, I'm never coming to visit you. No, I fucking hate yeah, that state. A- Sorry if anyone shitty in Delaware. state. You, you probably back, agree, though. I hate New Jersey, too. Jabroni-ass state. Jabroni. Well, I don't want to get into it. (laughs) Yeah, please. Uh, So, the Yankees did did what they needed to do on Friday night, man. They scored. Look, they could have scored. They really, what they really needed to do is score a lot more than what they did. But eight's enough. They got the win. You know, you move on to Saturday night and... um, I mean, it was it was one of those frustrating games that we've seen the Yankees have fifty of them this year, where um, you know, happy birthday to you know a week late or whatever to your lovely wife, but we went out to celebrate her birthday on Saturday birthday. night. You know, uh-huh. yeah, you so, just made me look like ten times worse of a husband because I forgot last week, and then I was I was gonna bring it up this week, and then you fucking say it first, you know. But it's okay because she only did listens any of, when did she. Did any thinks, of you have? The axe come back at you. Well, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it all now. Okay? That was pretty so, good. So, uh, <clears throat> happy birthday, babe! I love you. That happens way too much. We're uh, 
we're I'm driving down, right? No, it takes 45 minutes to get to my house. But I'm driving down the <laughs> the entire time, like during the pregame, Susan's rambling, just rambling about how bad Nick Pavetta sucks and yeah, he he hasn't done you know, he hasn't pitched well and he, he walks a ton of guys. And he goes down there, he's throwing the ball like he's vintage Roger Clemens. You he know? looked good. He really did. It wasn't yeah, just the Yankees playing like shit. He he pitched really well. You know, it's just one of those games where, you know, Nestor Cortez gives up a, you know, he gives up a, a home run to fucking Kevin Pluecki. You know, they the Red Sox get another, was it a wild pitch they scored on? I think it was. Yeah. So, you know, the Yankees are down 2 nothing, 2-1 two to one or whatever it is. And then we're we're just get you know we're like okay well it's just gonna be one of those games, uh we we've seen it all year long and then you know we eat dinner we we go to axe throwing and this little fucking twerp you know is giving us the fucking instruction hitting on my wife hitting on your wife okay as if I didn't make, as if I wasn't there make, trying to make you a cuck okay and he's the cuck it's easily. Like a- He's the cut by default. So, meanwhile, <laughs> the guy's giving us these safety instructions. Meanwhile, stands up with the fucking bases loaded. This, I'm literally like one eye on the phone, one eye on this guy, and he's like, you can die. And I'm like, okay, chief, like stands up with the bases loaded. Yeah, we don't like, care. Like, <laughs> If he doesn't come through here, we want to die. So and we're then, like, I'm purposely like on the app. Such a fucking dick. Let me tell you something. I'm watching the game. I have it on my phone on the Yes Network app so that Christian and I can watch. And this fucking jerk off is on his phone on the app just looking at the game cast, which is obviously ahead of me. Right. And instead of just watching the game with me, he's fucking go- he's going, oh, struck out. Oh, they hit him. <laughs> I'm going, come on, dude. And then Stanton comes up, the base is loaded, and we're watching. He's behind me. And I'm like, put it the fuck away. He goes, I swear I'm not watching anymore. And then as this fucking twerp is hitting on my wife and telling us the instructions, I feel a tap on my on my side. And he's like d- doing his fucking smirk like he wants to scream. And I'm like, he's fucking with me. He's fucking with me. Taps me again. <laughs> Face is getting redder like he needs to fucking explode. And then two seconds later, Stanton just swings and I fucking went nuts. I went nuts, and and then, it, I mean, I hated him, but in the moment, that was fucking unreal, man. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. I really, I really didn't. So you know, I mean, we didn't kill anybody, but I mean, like, this was the worst possible time. And the guy's like, oh, you know, fucking throw it at somebody's head, and I'm like, okay, guy, like, really, like, yeah, because then when we started, we didn't know any of the rules. We were like walking up while. You know, our wives were throwing. You're not supposed to walk towards a thing because they could fucking kill you with an axe. Yeah, like, but we you're didn't not supposed care. to be in the lane while the axe is being thrown. And right. we're like, oh, that that's what oh, you that's said. The rule? Oh, okay. okay. Sorry, Will, you fucking dick. Yeah. Cuck boy. Cuck boy. <laughs> Cuck boy, Will. <laughs> so, um, we, uh, so the Yankees win. Uh, fuck. It, not for uh, not for a lack of trying though by uh, a role as Chapman's party to make it a little interesting there in the ninth, but the Yankees held on and win. Uh, and then again last night, another one of those games that they were in the midst of on Saturday. And I don't get it. I don't understand why this team doesn't hit Eduardo Rodriguez. He's yeah. an av- he's an average pitcher. 
Especially this for, year, he's not having a good year. He oh almost no, has a five ERA. Was, oh, oh, well, you know, not not, not according to his ex-FIP. I they mean, <laughs> they never hit him well. I mean, they went they went out of their way numerous times on that broadcast uh, last night to tell uh, you that he that he's not as bad as a four point nine seven ERA. Let me ask you a question: mm. How many times did we have to watch the Gallo and DJ fly ball drop on replay? Uh, 68 maybe within an, uh, half an inning mm. maybe 68 different times how many times um, they sh- mm-hmm. did they show the doll back whatever the fuck his name is how many times they show that once maybe once and and you I know what remember. they did it's in, instead of saying how do you drop that they go well he didn't know where the wall was and i get it mm-hmm. fuck you and you know who said fuck you the most aaron judge uh yeah i mean Let's be realistic here. That was uh, that was the 2021 version of Jeffrey Mayer home run. So, yeah, that's what I'm. It, that's what I was talking about before. You take advantage. I mean, look, here's where the Red Sox screwed. I, not that I don't think it would have made a difference, but I mean, if you're Christian Vasquez, how do you not fucking go bonkers at that point? Because like, he did you, it so quick that he didn't even know. I mean, I don't even think he knew. And you know what? Knew. And you know what? I read this tweet today, and I completely agree. Don't go to fucking pull it out of your glove so quick. Just catch the ball, and that's it. Christian Vasquez is a little showboaty, right? He went to quickly transfer the ball to whip it back, whatever. That's on you, bro. You have a fucking 70-year-old umpire behind you. Secure the ball. Who's fucking days away from fucking croaking. He can't even see straight. He's calling balls that are right down the middle balls, Okay. And you're going to try and showboat and fuck around? That's on you, dude. Yeah, I mean, uh, usually I... You know, and I like these. Joe West, by the way. No, you don't. Yes, I th- I, I think Joe West has done a as good a job in his career. Then, I really do. I, mm, I, I never had an issue nah, with Joe West. Nah. He's, Cowboy he's Joe? Terrible. He's terrible. Yeah, he's terrible now, dude. But when we were growing up, he yeah. wasn't a bad umpire. Mm-hmm. You don't know that. You're just assuming. I always liked Joe West. Why? Because he looked like you? No, because there were so many umpires that I absolutely hated. <laughs> there were so many umpires I hated that when I got a guy who actually respected the game, I I didn't mind him. So, um, yeah, I mean, if uh, if you ever needed proof that Joe West needed to retire, I mean, he gave it Oof. all to you last night. Like the guy's calling. I mean, look, he was bad both sides. The Yankees benefited not, the most not from according his- to the ESPN. He was only bad yeah. for the for the Red Sox. Okay, well, I mean, the most hung the, him the, up after that game. The worst call of the night definitely went in favor of the Yankees because Judge strikes out. Judge should strike out. Well, you know what? He came through there. He rips the double, breaks his hand. I mean, he's he's out for the rest of the season. Um, yeah. Don't even joke. We'll see what happens. Aaron they popped it back Boone, in. Yeah, but Aaron Boone doesn't. Uh, it doesn't matter though, dude. If he can't. Grip the fucking bat. He was in the fucking game next he, inning. He's fine. He won't be playing. He won't be. Playing. I guarantee you he will be. I guarantee you. All right, then I get to cut off your fucking pinky. Fine. He doesn't. Fine. Do you, you think Cora your, you would. You don't need your pinky. Do you think Cora would have been stubborn and still pitch to Stanton if they got Judge? Or do they definitely walk him there? Where was the runner? I forget at this point. It was. The runner on second? Runner on. Uh, was it second and third? If Judge struck out, there would have been two outs, second and third. Yeah, you have to. I mean, are you dumb? No, no. I'm saying that's obviously the right move. But do you? Th- there's a lot of managers, Boone included, 
that you don't intentionally that. walk guys when they should. They kind of leave it up to the pitcher. The pitcher gets cocky, even though even Who's guys like Adam Adamino, right? Who yeah. should absolutely walk oh, him. Man. And they say, no, nah, you know what? Man. You know what? I'm going to pitch no, too. You don't, you cannot give Adam yeah. Adamino the, uh, <laughs> the opportunity to fuck that game. I mean, he did, but you can't leave it in his hands <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, he fucked it up bad. I mean, you want to talk about guys earning the pinstripes last out. night? Adam Adovino earned his pinstripes. Hell yeah! Yeah, Finally. and you want to know something? You want all these Red Sox fans? I don't blame you for for blaming Joe West on that game, but blame Adovino more than anyone because did he not see when he threw that slider ten feet off the plate? Judge just fucking swinging at it, no matter where it was. Mm. Why are you throwing him a pitch to hit there? Why? Right, you can still get Aaron Judge out, and you can still get John Carl Stanton out, and you didn't do either. You, of those he never went back to that slider off the plate. He never went back to it. He would have struck Judge out easily. I mean, the only thing, if I'm Adam Adovino with the type of stuff that he does have when he's on, I don't throw anything other than the slider away to John Carl Stanton. Yeah, that too. But that, I mean, I think he tried to there. I mean, that you shit just make didn't sure. slide. You got to make sure at that point. I mean, as hot as Stan's been, uh, he still can't hit that pitch. He still, he still wants to swing it, swing at it. So, uh, you know, you credit these guys. You got to credit these guys that still came through and the Yankees locked down the sweep uh, against the Red Sox. There's a couple of things from last night's game that uh, are a little curious to say the least. And uh, Clay Holmes was absolutely fucking dominating last night. Yeah, he yeah, mowed- he's good. He mowed through the heart of the Red Sox order. And then, you know, uh, Boone's thinking to bring him out for the second inning, which Alex Rodriguez didn't know the rules mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. then uh, in between innings, Boone's talking to the umpire, and he's like, oh, I wonder if he's asking if he can take out uh, Holmes if he only pitches to the first batter. And we're you know, like, like, no, I think our manager knows the rules. It's like he already threw the three uh, guys, and besides and it doesn't that, doesn't matter. He ended once an the inning. innings. Once the inning ends, it, the three batter minimum is no longer uh, valid. Gotta, come on, A Rod. So anyway, so here, oh. Aaron Boone got a little too cute last night for my liking, and this is one, you know, you. You want to try. You want to have a nice positive show. You want to have a nice happy show. But there's still, there's still some things that you that need to be taken, uh, you know, taken into account here. Where he still has these really. I didn't. I didn't hear all his post game yesterday. I didn't see anybody tweet about it. Why he went to Jolie Rodriguez in that spot? Look, I told you why. I need to hear from him. I don't need to hear your rationale. I need to hear his because you want to tell me that you are so afraid of Travis Shaw, a lefty hitter, that you need to get Clay Holmes who just, I mean, that was one of the most dominating innings that any Yankee pitchers had all season. Okay. Yeah. That you need to get him out of the game to go to a lefty. Fine. That that I can understand. Like I don't have a, I have a problem with taking Holmes out when he's throwing that well, but I don't have a problem if you're gonna go to a lefty in that spot. But here's what you gotta do: you gotta go to your guy, and Wandy Peralta's your guy. Wandy Peralta, since he got here, has pretty much, you know, all right. You want to say it took him a little bit of time to get going, you know, to 
to kind of settle into what the Yankees were doing with him, fine. But since he really hit his stride, he's been their most consistent and reliable relief pitcher. In this type of game, in that situation, the fuck are you going to Jolie Rodriguez for? I told you, you why. Wanna go, you want to go to a lefty. You got to go to Wandy Peralta there. This is the type of shit that you can't fucking have happen in a one-game playoff. I told you why. Mm-hmm. Well, tell the fucking people why. Well, here's the first indicator that I'm correct. He had double barrel action going in the bullpen, okay? And the only time that makes sense is when you have a lefty and a righty up. When you have two lefties up and double double barrel action, it makes absolutely zero sense unless one of the guys is just up to throw a bullpen. That he's not pitching that day, he's just up to throw a bullpen and get work in. We know that's not the case, right? So we can cross that up the list. The only other logical reason to have Rodriguez and Peralta throwing in the bullpen at the same time is because Aaron Boone has this flaw where he forgets that he's managing his own team and only focuses on managing against the opposing manager where he doesn't want to be outsmarted. He wants to quickly tell you that he was anticipating your move and he's actually going to double down. So what he did was he puts both of them up. He knows that Alex Cora is going to go to Shaw, right? And he knows that Cora knows that when he does that, he's going to go to a lefty. Righty. A what? Cora then, he never let it. Uh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Hear me out. He knows that when he announces Shaw. Boone's that bringing in a lefty. Boone's bringing in a lefty. Okay. In Boone's mind, he goes, okay, I knew they were going to do this. And he knows I'm going to a lefty. But guess what? They probably took the whole half inning to, to look over. Peralta scouting report because that's my guy. Now I'm going to get them back and bring in the guy that I shouldn't because they're not as prepared to hit him. And that's exactly what he did. And it didn't matter because when you don't go to your guy and you rely on Rodriguez, bad things can happen. And he goes to Rodriguez to try and outsmart Cora and, and the Boston Red Sox and it was one of the dumbest moves. It brought me right back to the ALDS last year with the Hap Garcia bullshit. Mm. It really did. That's that's the feel I got when he made that move. That's uh-huh. good. I like that theory. Because you want to know why, right? There's no other logical reason other than him trying to outsmart a manager who's trying to outsmart him. Let him go to Shaw. Let him go to Shaw. You know he's bringing someone else in once you call on the lefty. And why wouldn't it be Peralta? Because that was was the seventh inning, right, at that point? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like he's saving Peralta. And I thought, maybe you know the rule a little better. I thought once a, a team announces a batter that they can't pinch hit for him. Is that not a rule? I don't believe it is. I always thought it was for some reason. Like if the Red Sox announced that Shaw is coming into the game as a pinch hitter, maybe it's, yeah, no, I always no, thought that once the, no, once the other team a, went to I a lefty or a righty that you couldn't I think the rule is that once you bring a pitcher and he has to face a 
Well, now, well, now it definitely is. We know that. I always thought it was that was a rule. That once the batter's announced, that's when a that's when a pitcher, uh, a manager comes out and calls on the pitcher. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, I don't think it was ever uh, the batter. Because right? I remember it always happening. I, I always, Even before the three-batter minimum, I believe it was once you brought a pitcher and he had to face at least or throw a pitch, I guess. But Shaw's out of the game at that point, right? He, he's announced. He was, a, he was announced as being the pinch hitter, so he's out of the game. Okay, so there, maybe that's just what I'm thinking. I don't know. I mean, it, it was not a it was not a wise decision by Aaron Boone, and it almost cost the Yankees the game last night. I mean, he, he was bailed out by Joe. I mean, I hate this is what I hate when bad umpire like it's such an egregious error like that by the umpire like Mars. Yeah, but dude, a, a big win like this, you know, when you're when you're creating magic and a special season, these things happen. Okay, these things don't happen. When you're not about to do something massive, okay? These things fucking happen. And it happened. And the Yankees fucking took advantage of it. And I only see positive, uh, positive outcome from, from all that. I don't feel bad about it. Maybe this is the Yankees' year, dude. Maybe. After all this, after why would after, you feel bad? I mean, why would you feel bad about well, it? Well, because it's just like the extra inning shit. When the if the Yankees win in the tenth because they have a fucking runner on second, you know, it's such a bullshit win. And it's like you, other, you just but, you just feel like it's the other team has a runner on second base as well. Yeah, I understand that. And and I mean, he didn't fuck this up for the the Red Sox. Uh, on the Yankees side like this either, you know? No, I, I completely understand that, and, and that's the way to justify it. But what I'm saying is, like, you still feel like it's a cheap win. You still get that feeling. And I hate that feeling, but I didn't feel it last night. I didn't. You want to know why you didn't feel it? Because John Carl Stanton erased all doubt uh, that the Yankees should have won that game last night yeah. when he puts that ball onto the fucking street. And over the monster, over the monster. Out of all his numbers that he put up this weekend, this one I didn't even know existed, and it's the most impressive to me. He left zero runners on base. Zero. That's unheard of, especially for a Yankee to do. Okay, so he left zero runners on base. Right. Okay. So, um. <clears throat> Yeah, so we got to talk about uh, a little bit more about John Carl Stan. Okay, so y- you know it's going to happen because people are scumbags. He'll get booed again it, at some it, point. It, it, he's going to get booed again. The if he has a one for thirteen series against Toronto, and the Yankees are in a little bit of trouble when they get home on Friday, and he grounds out with runners on the corners to end the first inning, he's getting booed. Oh, you think? The threshold is that. Yeah, this year. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I definitely. Yeah. I no. I, I listen. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. You're. Yeah. I agree. I don't but think you're in wrong. My. Okay. Booed. In my mind, I mean, after the postseason and what he's done this year, and in the biggest series, in the right. biggest regular season series the Yankees have played since he's been here. Crazy. He showed out this weekend. He didn't just show up. This motherfucker showed out this weekend, bro. Mm. Like he's flipping the back on yeah, bang nice, bang nice last, nice last night. Like he's like bang bang motherfucker, you dead. Mm-hmm. Fucking threw it when he just threw it back to the yeah. dugout. Like take this fucking back. Yeah, take this fucking. And then he almost killed oh, one of his this. teammates, bro. 
(laughs) So in my mind, he's earned it now. He should be above. This is it now. Like he, like he's, he's quieted everybody now. This is it. He's passed the booze. He's passed an over four game booed now. Yeah. Yeah. And I know. Oh, you know, and I had a tweet that's gotten over almost 900 likes right now. Uh, no big deal. <laughs> I'm just saying it because, like, when, when you get that many comments, like, uh, on, on a tweet, like, I don't oh, get, I know. stop getting the notifications on the comments. Like, and I'm glad because, like, I don't want to read what the, the, the idiots have, so to, bad. have to say. Like, oh, it's not for, like, because I said yeah, forever. Like, I said forever. Like, he's earned it yeah. now. Like, not, not forever. If he doesn't yeah, do it no, against not Tor- forever. If he, if he doesn't do it against Toronto, like, like, listen, yeah, like, I want him to go out there and drive in another 10 runs against Toronto this week. Do I expect it to happen? No, because as great as he's been, this isn't fucking MLB the show. Like, you don't have, yeah. you don't drive in, you don't how about drive the, in 20 runs. How about the comments games? like, I'm not impressed. He actually played up to his uh, his salary. What? This is expected of him. It's expected of nobody. No one. If he hit one home run, I would have been happy. If he had three RBIs, I would have been happy. The guy drove in more runs than the opposing team scored this week. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. And you know what? You know why? You know when you start to lose credibility, uh, credibility completely? When you start moving the goalposts. When you continue to move the fucking goalposts, right? So first, it's like he can do whatever he wants his first year. 38 home runs, 100 RBIs. Yeah, well... When he play, he's got to do it in the postseason. Let's not forget, he played hurt that year, too. He played hurt yeah. in 2018. Him and Andujar right? fucking put the team on their back in the summer and carried them. Him Ooh. and Andujar. <laughs> that dude who used to play. He's done. Uh, he was a left fielder or third baseman, I forget. I think Neither. he was a left fielder originally. Uh, yeah, right. I forget. Here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, and then it was like, Oh, well, he's got to do it in the postseason. Then he hits that big home run. I think it was against Seattle at home that really solidified their the grand slam. Their, yeah, them going into the, the right postseason. Field, I think. Uh, left center. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, that's his moment. He earned his pinstripes. No, he's got to do it in the postseason. It was a walk-off. Yeah, in the 10th no, inning. Early, that was early in the season. No, then it, I, it, this was later in the year. Because I remember that I remember that game because uh, I was at my niece's high school graduation. And I went out to dinner afterwards, and I remember watching it. But everybody's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, I think this was later game. in the like, year. I don't know, fucking, but I said, "But I said, I said he earned his pinstripes. It was such a huge win. They needed to win. Signature still, moment. Yeah, still has to do it in the postseason. That's how you win your pinstripes. That's how you earn your pinstripes. Okay. Oh. Then last year, what does he do? He literally is the only person to show up. In the postseason for the Yankees, pretty much. Fucking mask. Okay. What he hit eight home runs in eight games. It's unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And then immediately he's getting booed again this year. Like they didn't even wait. They didn't even wait, dude. It was like in the middle of the third at bat, he's getting booed. It's like, oh, well, we weren't, we didn't get to get to the stadium last year to boom, so we need to make up for it. Like, what more do you want? And now this, they'll move the goalposts back even more. Well, he did it against Boston, but. That wasn't even the most important. He had to do it against Toronto. Well, you know what? You know what I hope he does? I hope he continues to force the fucking Yankee fans to fall in love with him, and he fucking hope he dominates against Toronto. 
and this is the best thing anybody said about him all week, uh, all all day today. Really, is that you know he took it like a man. Didn't say anything. Was hurt, booed, struck at. Yeah, I mean, look, I people can't people have got to get that 2018 at bat against Kimbrel in Game Four out of their heads now. I mean, he's done enough to prove that he can show up in these in these situations since mm-hmm. then. Anybody can have a really bad at bat. I mean, Derek Jeter struck out in the postseason in big spots too. Let's not forget that. I mean, it's Derek. I mean, if Derek Jeter, yeah, he never, have, he, Derek Jeter never struck out. Okay, he okay. never struck out. He's a biracial angel. Okay. <laughs> That's from a movie, people. I don't need to get fucking uh, racism tweets about that one, okay? That's clearly uh, not racism, so you're good. The other guys? Everything is racism now, Chris. We're white, okay? <laughs> it's true. White male. Wrong. wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. That's racism. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So anyway, you got to get twenty that 2018 at-bat out of your head. It was bad. No one's denied. It was one of the worst at-bats I've ever seen by a professional baseball player. But since then, <laughs> has this guy not shown you that he is made for the moment? Seriously. All right, yeah. 2019. The 2019 postseason and the season in itself was really lost for him. He was hurt all the time. But he was having a really solid postseason until he got hurt and he, and he couldn't play anymore. Yep. And then 2020, like you said, Outside of the Gio Urshela Grand Slam and Game 2 of the Wild Card Series, what do you remember any Yankee doing positively, offensively, in that in that postseason besides him? It's the truth. And then this year, the guy's been on the field. He had one little stint on the IL. And then other than that, he's been there every single day. What's he got, like 20 home runs since, August, since the beginning of August? So Something he was, crazy. He, like, doubled his... Home run total in, in the last two months. So he was he was kind of having a solid, productive, but not spectacular season. And then when, you know, things really started getting heavy for the Yankees, dude, this guy fucking flipped the switch and he's been clutch. I mean, you don't walk into fucking Boston when you're down two uh, for the wild for the top wild card and knowing that you got Toronto right up your ass and do and, and have that type of performance if you're not a fucking clutch baseball player. I'm sorry. It He's wasn't even like, it. you want to know what the best part was? He didn't even doubt that he was going to get up there and do it. Bro, mm-hmm. he, you want, look. He knew like, you it was know something. Uh, you want to know something, bro? You want to, everybody out there, I mean, look, you know, I'm a little bit older. It's probably going to happen sooner or later because, uh, you know, it's just a fact of life. Death. You're going to need a little, you're going to need a little pop, you know, boom, boom to do a little boom, boom, right? It, All you it. need to do is hear this fucking quote. From John Carlos Stanton, and you don't need any fucking uh, performance enhancing drugs if you know what I mean. Okay, they asked him in the post game at, after he hit the grand slam. They said, "What did you think when they brought in her? I believe it was Hernandez was the pitcher for uh, Boston." They said, "What yeah. did you think when they brought in Hernandez to face Rizzo?" His quote: "They better get Rizzo out." <laughs> this guy fucking knew that if he took the fucking plate, if he stepped in that batter's box, at that moment, he knew it was going to be fucking trouble for the Boston Red Sox. And when's the last time you saw a Yankee that genuinely had that confidence that he knew 
when he stepped up, it was going to be trouble. When's the last Yankee you could honestly say, like, yeah, I'm not, listen, Judge has been phenomenal. But, like, even Judge, when he's hot, has really bad at-bats sometimes. And, like, you can tell Judge is cooling off because he's not seeing the ball as well. But, like, he never steps up there and just has that fucking look like, dude, you throw me anything in the strike zone right now, I'm ending your fucking career. And Stanton just had that look in his eyes. And he knew it. And he fucking didn't have to say a word. He just fucking swung the bat and demolished it. So, John Carl Stanton has has been a fucking whipping boy for the, this fan base for the past two years, three years or whatever it's been since he's been here. Didn't say a word. Didn't fucking flip the fans off. Didn't didn't go with his best friend and create a fucking a whole controversy. Kept his mouth shut. And when the season was on the line, when you all needed him the most, he fucking stepped up and he saved your season. So if you're going to boo him now, after that, it's on, you're the asshole. Now it's not John Carl standing. Oh, you can't stay healthy. Well, he stayed healthy this year. I wasn't hitting the big spots. He hit in the big spots. So what's your excuse now when you're going to, when he steps up there and because he's going to have a bad game. He's going he's gonna to strike out in a big spot. We all know these things are going to happen. It's baseball. Racism. You're racist. If you don't like him at this point. That's, a, that's the only logical explanation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. I was so, going to say the same thing. He's, John Carl Stan has stamped his spot here. And he's, he stamped he stamped. Then it you can't even make that you can't even make that work. John Carlos stamped it. He stamped it. And my and uh as you heard in the opening of the show here, John Sterling's fucking calls of the two, especially on the ones on Saturday and Sunday, were fucking amazing. 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 They were do the kid do kids still say amaze balls? They were amaze balls. I know we hate Vesters and A Rod and and they were miserable, but you got to give Vescursion a little I'll bit of credit because when there's a big home that. run like that, dude, Santa he fucking pumps you up. That pump, yeah, that pumped me up. That's a I great like home run call. There. That's oh, a great getting, home run. You know we're getting, stu- you know we're getting stuck with those two for the wild card. Game. Ugh. Oh, sliders. Ugh. Yeah. So, uh, you know. I know everybody likes to think of the Coles as like the first family of the Yankees and like Amy is and 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 what's the kid's name? Caden? Yeah, so um like Yeah. Okay. I think. You know what? When Amy Cole is on uh Instagram Isn't it Josh Donaldson? Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Amy Cole's on Instagram last night, uh at eleven thirty, posting uh her son walking around the house with a broom. Can we take it down a level here, Amy? Because your husband, your husband was the, the by far the worst pitcher to take the mound for the team over the weekend. Yeah, come on. No, the, and your kid doesn't even understand what that means. Read okay. the read the room. Amy. Okay, you're clearly Amy, just using Amy, him. For Amy, read clout. the room. You know, like there might be cucks on social media <laughs> that like want to that like want to lick your asshole. Yeah, uh, because that's just Call their shtick. Mommy, mommy, mommy. But we're going to keep it real here. When your husband goes out there and pitches eight innings, allows one run and strikes out 14, 
then your son can walk around the house with a fucking broom. When he when he's out in the sixth inning because he's gassed and giving up fucking three run home runs to Rafi Devers, maybe <sighs> maybe not, Amy. Maybe not. You know, maybe okay. Not. Maybe not. Unless you just maybe. need him to clean the fucking house, then I agree. Start him young. I mean, your husband makes two hundred forty million dollars a year. Or, or he's got Hire a fucking house cleaner, dude. You yeah, don't have do you a even fu- have a broom. Really? <laughs> like, why do you even own a broom? It's seriously like fucking have a hold in the maid's hand. <laughs> I mean, really, you got to resort to child labor. Your husband made thirty six million dollars this year. You got to come on, kids Amy. sweeping the kitchen. That's probably what it was. She was probably like, uh, "Get this motherfucker to clean up his fucking fruit loops that he spilled on come the on, floor." Amy. Yeah, and then and then it just so happened they swept. Because that was clearly recorded during the day. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you, you could see, see the, the sun, sun shining, coming right, in. Right peeking through. Obviously, man. you're not leaving the kid up that late unless you're tr- really trying to fucking abuse the kid. And it was pre-recorded. You're probably just making him clean up his fucking Cheerios. And then you use it You use it to fucking troll the Red Sox. All right. She should have she sent it to... Uh, does Giancarlo have a girl? Uh, I don't believe he does. If I heard correctly, uh, the girl he was dating last year is now dating Cody Bellinger. She could have sent it to like fucking uh, Holmes's wife or whatever for her to post. See, what does that say? Like, really? Like, you know, let's not let's let's say this as respectfully as we can here. Like, yet you hopping around to Major League Baseball players like that? Who? This girl was with Stan last Dude, year. Now she's going out with Bellinger. There's some I mean, girls who just, they go. It doesn't matter what kind of personality you have. If you're good looking, um, it's just if you're a baseball I, player, it's over. I only date baseball for, players. Former MVPs. Only, uh-huh. I only oh, have you're, to win MVP. Oh, you're in the minors. I have to hit at least. <laughs> how many home runs did you hit last year? <laughs> oh, 30. <laughs> Bye. Well, maybe she's bad luck because. Stanton's been playing much better, staying healthy, yeah. and now Cody Bellinger fell off the fucking planet. Well, somebody was making it. You know Simone Biles is, right? No. Okay. Is that is that a sarcastic note? Yes. Never, okay, so she was dating a guy that was... <laughs> she, she was dating a guy that was on an NFL team, and then he got cut. To, so he got people, cucked? Well, he might have been. <laughs> He got cut, and then they were joking. Uh, I forget who it was. Be like, Simone Biles is like the greatest gymnast in history. Like, she's got like, like a thousand gold medals, and like, now you don't even play for an NFL team anymore. <laughs> like, you think you think she's not How breaking up, up with you? How do you keep up? Yeah, God, he must have been so much taller than her. She's Biles. like four fucking wow. four four. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you ever seen? Like a gymnast yeah, legs. Dude, he must have been so much fucking. Oh, she would kick her, my dude. ass. I'll tell you that easily with full confidence. So tall. She could be like a running back. Yeah, she could. What was his name? Uh, Falk. Marshall. Marshall Falk. Little tiny little guy. Ladanian Tomlinson. Marshall Tomlinson. Falk would play for the Rams. Yeah, Rams. He was a little. He was like four feet tall. Was yeah, he? number twenty-eight. Fastest fucking guy I've ever seen in my life. He's pretty big. Yeah. <clears throat> Whenever somebody says the fastest guy alive, I have PTSD. Why? Uh, All right. I'll tell the story quick. 
right. So you remember, I don't know if you remember, but it was the final game of the year in, in 2007. They call it, they called it the game that, that really sparked the Giants run to the Super Bowl that year. He has five. It was the, huh? Five for ten. Very short. So I went to the, the it was the final game of the year. It was Giants Patriots. That was that great game of Giants. I think they lost like 38, 35 as Patriots. There was yeah, an undefeated great season. Game. Great game. Right. Great I was game. at that so, game. No, they weren't. Yeah. Was it the Patriots undefeated season when the Giants ended up winning? Yeah, but you weren't there. Yes, I was at there. that game. I swear to God. All right. I'm just fucking I fell weird. asleep at halftime because I was, I was at my friend Mickey's house. So anyway, I was sitting next to this fucking Patriot fan, and Wes Welker had a game. I think he had like 15 catches or something. And every time he had 17 catches, did he? Nah, I don't. Every know. time Welker caught the boy, would elbow me, and he goes, "Fastest white guy in the NFL, fastest white guy in the NFL." And I'm like, <laughs> guy, I fucking got it, dude. Like, shut up, you fucking cuck. <laughs> That word's getting some use tonight. I like it. Yeah. You want to know why? You want to know why? We are going to start banging. And you're going to start watching (laughs) us bang. I should put a, I should clip audio for that. So uh, the Yankees completed the sweep. I mean, uh, I mean, they did what they needed to do. I mean, you know, you can't ask for more. I mean, we really would, you really would have had to settle for two out of three. You couldn't have asked for anything more than that, but Mm. They went the extra mile. I mean, that's why you're feeling really good about this team right now. Ryan, was that a fucking toenail clipper that you just nah, took to your like eye? A, nah, oh, it's, it's one of those like fuck paper clip. Yeah. Right. You want to clamp that to your balls? He uses it when he, when he I was goes thinking yank. about it. Do you use that when you yank, dude? <clears throat> yeah, I usually just fucking clip uh-huh. it right to my face. <laughs> 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 anyway, so... um. What are we talking? All right, so they're in Toronto now. Uh, but before we get there, we got to talk about fucking A Rod, dude. Uh, it was. You want know what the worst part is? When A Rod first signed on with ESPN, and before ESPN got got a hold of him, and was like, "Dude, stop liking the Yankees so much. Stop, stop being so, you know, knowledgeable of the game." And please use, please use this narrative whenever you speak. Before all that happened, A Rod was actually pretty good. Like A Rod gave you insight that not a lot of guys did, and sometimes it was like too much, and it would get annoying. But at least when at least when he was talking, he was making sense and giving you giving you information that most broadcasters don't give you. Can we agree on that? Yeah, no, he he used to be really good. Mm-hmm. I think he was always good as like uh, an analyst on MLB Network when he would break down footage or something like yes. that. But he was always as a great broadcaster. He's been atrocious. Uh, well, here's uh, here's what I liken it to now. Right. Now you're you're in a new school, right? And you're trying to fit in with the cool kids, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they hate Star Wars, right? Yeah. They fucking hate Star Wars because it's stupid. And right, but it's your favorite movie of all time. Like you have fucking Star Wars posters all over your house. Like you show up you, to the first day of school with fucking Star Wars book coverings, and they make fun of you for it. Ba 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 ba. Right, but then like you're like, I really got to fit in with the cool kids. Mm-hmm. I now and then you go to the school the next day with like a fuck Star Wars T-shirt on. Yeah, they accept you. But meanwhile, when you go back home, like you're jerking off to Lando Calrissian and shit. Right. Ryan, I don't even know how I fucking know that name. Sure. It just fucking popped in there. But, is that Princess yeah, I, Leia? You have the full name. 
of that guy. It must have been on a oh, TV show. Dude. Somewhere. <laughs> Gang. Yeah. It must have been on a TV show, and I remember the reference. Mm-hmm. But anyway. But meanwhile, you're still secretly in love with Star Wars. You just pretend to hate it to fit in with the cool kids. That's what I get the feeling with A-Rod when he does Yankee games on ESPN. Like, he still loves the Yankees. Like, when he's on Fox in the pregame, mm-hmm. him and Ortiz go back and forth as the Yankee guy versus the Red Sox guy. He was in the booth with, with Conan K on Saturday night. I know we didn't see it, but I caught, I did see like a still of it. He was in the booth with them on Saturday night. Like he still like, it still eats his, it still eats him inside that they gave away his 13. That's what, you know, yeah, definitely, you know, mm-hmm. but like he still, he still wants to be a Yankee. He still wants to be a Yankee, but he's got to fit in with the cool kids when he's on ESPN. So he's got to just notice, especially this year, as he throws around all these anti-Yankee narratives just because he's got to fit in with the cool kids. It's true. You're 100. That's a great analogy. That's a great and analogy. So. But it wasn't even the anti-Yankee yeah, narratives. No. It was no, no, also no. the like no, sheer no, no. stupidity. Uh, no, yesterday, I was about to say, I got a little bit of Audra here. Uh, he had some of the worst takes for somebody that's supposed to know baseball, like Alex Rodriguez knows baseball, he said some of the dumbest fucking things I've ever heard come out of a person's mouth yesterday. Can we all agree that Jordan Montgomery was fucking done in the fifth inning yesterday? Yes. Like he was done. And mm-hmm. even if, like, if it was like middle of the season Hard and you're like, back. you know, let's see if he can give us one more, fine. But in a game like last night, the second he starts getting leaving the ball up and getting hit hard, that's it. That's it. Whoever was, was it, Devers. Devers swung 3-0 and drove the ball dude, to the track. I thought it was right? gone. Right. But anyway, he we thought it was gone. But we all said, that's it. He cannot face another batter in this game. Correct. And yeah. A-Rod is going on and fucking on about he would leave Montgomery in. And he said it doesn't. And the Yankees, were the Yankees up one nothing or or was tied at that point or something? 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. It was 2-1. It one. was 2-1 New York, right, at that point? Yes. In a fucking game where the winner is a top wild card with six games or set, well, set seven if you count that one with seven games left in the season, right? Am I am I follow, we correct? Following yep. along here, mm-hmm. where he says it doesn't matter if Boston scores. That the most important thing is that you need to, and I'm paraphrasing here, is breed horses. And that it's more important for Jordan Montgomery to work out of it and go deep into this fucking ball game? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're fucking lost. You're lost. How do you how do you say that? And look, if and I and I said this in different ways, but let's just take this one. If it's game sixty-five in Baltimore and the Yankees are up five nothing, and he's getting a little tired in the fifth inning, and you want to give him an extra inning. Go right ahead. I have no problem with that. We say it all the time. Let them go another inning. You 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 got to test these guys at, at some time. But with seven games to go in a game of that magnitude, that's not the time. That's that, the, A, that's not the time to be worrying about Jordan Montgomery's development and him going an extra inning. And that's certainly not the fucking time you want to die on that hill. And A-Rod was like, fuck this. Did you ever see Gran Torino? Mm, yes. You know the end of the movie when... Get the, off my lawn. 
when when the gang just fucking fills Clint Eastwood up with bullets. Yeah. That was like A-Rod. He, he talking about it. dying Thanks, on the guys. hill. Huh? I never saw it. Thanks for ruining it. You never it. saw Grand yes, Torino? Well, the movie's nah, fucking 13 years old. That's a great <laughs> movie, by the way. It is a good movie. That's a shit. Yeah, it was just, it was over the top. It, it really was. And, like, how are you not sitting there? It just, uh, even if you're not, like, a huge fan of the game, just a casual, a casual, you know, fan watching the game, you you know the stakes here. Like, you know Boone has to manage like it's a fucking playoff game. Like, even the most basic fan knows that. And A-Rod's sitting there saying it's time to fucking, time for a little trial and error for the for the Yankees. Give me a fucking break. Let me tell you something. I've been critical of him, I know, but Jordan Montgomery has nothing to prove to anyone. Dude's been fucking reliable all year. He's really only had one, maybe Who? two games, Montgomery. Yeah. Where he, Definitely. you know, blew up. And he'd let's be their not, game one starter if they were to win that a wild card game if they played. Well, let's not forget what he did in the ALDS last year in game four. He kept the Yankees season alive and, mm-hmm. and handed yeah, the ball he, off to Cole game for game sure. five. What more does this guy have to prove? He's supposed to be a five starter. Well, now Scott Boris is his agent. Uh, what what happened with um wait a minute Jessica uh, Mendoza? Uh she oh, yeah. she was terrible at her job. Did she get terminated? Uh she will not be back. Okay. Can they do that for Marley Rivera? Yes, we are not I don't know. So anyway. <laughs> it didn't end there for A Rod, okay? It really didn't, because if you thought that was bad, he <laughs> He really, he really set himself up for this one, right? So, Ryan, I know this is your boy and everything, but the first time that Tyler Wade got thrown out trying to steal that preceded all the uh, fireworks in the eighth inning there, uh, where I don't, he had to have forgotten to count or thought that well, maybe yeah. he walked or whatever. Yeah, no, he said he, uh, yeah. Boone said he thought it was a foul tip for whatever reason. All right. Whatever. So, A-Rod, on national television, on ESPN, drops a gem. Maybom. That I wish we had the audio for it. He says that Tyler Wade, quote, needs to go balls to the wall (laughs) in that situation. The sign of a classy professional broadcaster. And then... Right, and now, 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 this guy wants to die in the hill of the most important regular season game the Yankees have played in fucking thirty years. It's probably played in other ones, but I'm just saying that now is the time to to give up runs in a in a one nothing game because it doesn't matter if they <laughs> because win because it doesn't it doesn't matter. You need to work on Jordan Montgomery's development. Who cares if he gives up six runs, even though he's clearly done? You know, <laughs> if anyone if anyone ever wanted a run to be a manager. You should think twice after that fucking. So <laughs> then he's like, you got to go balls to the wall. Like there's no, nobody, you can't, you can't construe that another, any other way <laughs> than what it is. Right. Do you think he got in trouble for it? I don't know. But then, and I, cause I was looking through my tweets because I knew there was another one in there. I knew there was another one. in there. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't even oh, pay attention enough. To the, well, when Aaron, it was second and third, right? Because now, and that, 
when when Judge was up. He wants to walk Aaron Judge. Yeah. <laughs> to face John Carl Stan with the bases loaded. Yeah, so that you don't have to play the infield in. <laughs> he said so you could play for the double play ball. And you don't have to bring the infield in. Look, I get it from a strategic standpoint. You no, don't want to bring the I infield. Don't. Look, look, I'm gonna give him a pass. I'm gonna say it from this. You want to maybe you want to play for the double play. You don't want to bring the infield in. Blah blah blah. There are ways it makes sense. But here's how you just are the dumbest person in America at that point. The last time John Carl Stan was up with the bases loaded in Fenway Park, he busted out some dude's fucking windshield 500 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> And you want to give him another opportunity to do that? <laughs> yeah, with the bases so, loaded. So, yes, please tell me that A-Rod should manage this fucking thing. Please tell me that one. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, it was so bad because he clearly is a mouthpiece for ESPN at this point. And you could stop there and just say, yeah, I get it, you know, that's his job. They're telling him what to, to say. And then he just takes it to a whole nother level where it's like, what are you on? Fuck it. I honestly thought he was maybe, maybe he's drinking. Maybe ever, ever since the JLo breakup, he hasn't, he hasn't taken it well. I don't know. I mean, would you take it well if JLo broke up with you? I fucking hate JLo. So yeah, I would. You hate her as a and person. And then started dating. Yes her ex again and her ex yeah. is Ben Affleck Batman I mean you're not Batman a Rod seriously like, if you were we would have had more than one world series <laughs> when you were here so so yeah we just got it we had to, I mean really like of all the things it, it was that were so going bad. on of all the things that were going on last night like and then after the pop-ups were dropped it was just got 10 times worse because then the announcers really start to get under your skin if they're bad. And after that, you just didn't know if the Yankees were going to come back and it was 10 times worse. But then please, you know, like ESPN made it a point to tell you that no matter what happens tonight, the Yankees have lost the season series to the Red Sox. Okay. Cause mm-hmm. that's, it's kind of, it's, it's not irrelevant in the sense that if the two teams finish tied and there's no other tied, uh, if they both are clearly the two wild cards. The game would be played in Fenway Park. But the way they're saying it is like, yeah, well, you know, even if the Yankees sweep, the Red Sox still won the season series. Well, they had to get it out of the way first before they talked about how well the Yankees played. And that's that's the whole point. And then, you know, like they also made it a point to say, well, you know, this series is way more important to the Yankees than it is the Red Sox. Not really, well, it, because the Red Sox are now not the top fucking wild card. Nope, they are not. So, uh, as we uh, we we finish up the show here, um, we have to play a little game. I said I wanted to do this. Uh, we I didn't really prepare for it. We'll do better at it next time. But it's a new segment on the show. It's called Yankee or Smart. Smart or Yankees? Smart or Yankees? That's that's the better way to say it. Smart or Yankees? Okay. So here's a little. This is like the uh, pilot episode of Smart or Yankees, I guess you could say. Um, now, 
Michael King has come off the IL, gone into the bullpen. Looks like a completely different pitcher, dominating at times, mm-hmm. correct? Correct. Okay. Now, logic would tell you that based on what we've seen through the past few years of Michael King, that he's average to okay to below average any in any of those realms as a starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. Correct. As a reliever, we've seen him max out at being straight-up dominant, a guy that you can work with more time work into being in real high leverage situations, you know, you know, maybe a Ramiro Mendoza type where he can come in, you know, get out of big jams, pitch two or three innings, be that type of guy with really great stuff where he doesn't have to, you know, uh, leave stuff in the tank to go six innings where he can just max it out and, and be dominant. Right. Correct. So smart or Yankees. In 2022, will Michael King be a starting pitcher? 100% Yankees. 100%. They will not leave him in the bullpen. Tell me where they've shown me that they've learned their lesson. Tell me where. Jabba? Was it Jabba? No, I agree with you. I think they're going to Yankees him, and I think it's stupid because... uh, you need to kind of replenish this bullpen. Uh, you know, we, we have all offseason. Hopefully now with the way the Yankees are playing, this is something that we talk about in a month and not in fucking a week. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, Britain's not going to be here next year. You know, could you see a scenario where the Yankees try to trade Chapman? Uh, is Green a guy that you rely on now as much as you have in the past? You know, there's going to be spots and spots for big situations that you're going to need to fill in this team. And why don't you transition Michael King into being the old Chad Green? Where if you still trust and believe in Chad Green, you make him a primary setup guy. Well, I love the reinforce. Like, this is what I love because the Yankees have always had a solid bullpen, but they've always mixed it with like guys that you have no idea who the fuck they are. They're a bunch of fucking losers. And, and then when your big guys start to, you know, fall apart a little bit or overused, then it becomes 10 times worse that you don't have anyone to rely on. I like the positive reinforcements. I really do. I think I tweeted this last night. I said in a season where Cashman has acquired Joey Gallo and fucking Anthony Rizzo, Clay Holmes is going to prove to be the biggest acquisition he's made. I love him in there. Michael King has been great. Sevy for for what he's been doing has been great. And it and it gives you a different dynamic to this bullpen where you don't have to use your big guys if you're down a couple runs, but you still have guys coming in that aren't letting the game get away at all. And mm-hmm. and it's and look at what the Yankees won the last two games in the 8th inning. Because right. they and, stayed in it. And and keeping a guy like King in the bullpen where he can be a multiple inning guy, you know what it also does? It it keeps Jonathan Wiseka fresh where you don't maybe have to use him two days in a row for multiple innings. Like and you don't have to rely on him to the point where his shoulder falls off, you know? Yeah. One hundred percent. You know, is you know, their best and biggest weapon out of that bullpen. And you know what? He's had a history of shoulder injuries and shoulder issues. And especially coming off of 2020, you know, these types of things were going to happen. But if they had a king in there all season long, 
maybe he doesn't get hurt. I mean, you know, chicken or the egg, well, you know, which one, you know, preceded the other, but it's something that the Yankees should look into. So, I mean, like smart or Yankees, like what are they going to do with Michael King? They definitely, I mean, it would, it, it would be Yankees to make him a starter. And honestly, like if I had to put money on it, I would say they're going to Yankees, Michael King, instead of doing the smart thing. I say 100%. I'm agreeing with you. I hope I'm wrong. Is Ryan still with us? Uh-huh. Check, check, check. Yeah, I don't know. It depends what they're going to. I like your, your thinking that they need to kind of add some pieces to the bullpen. Maybe they will keep them in the pen. Right. And here's another thing. They need to add pieces to the bullpen. And if they're really set on a certain number, and you, and, but they want to spend big on a player in the offseason, you can't be spending $15 million a year on fucking – more relievers, you know. So Michael King is a guy that's going to make what a million dollars next year, and and has the potential to be a really important piece to your bullpen. I mean, it, it just makes a lot of sense. So, you know, I think that even with Corey Kluber, uh, I don't think he'll be back. I think even with him going, the Yankees can be fine in the starting rotation, uh, unless you're going to tell me Luis Hill's not ready. <laughs> yeah, um, that will never happen. Trust me. I mean that's another uh, that's another addition of smart Yankees. We'll, we can get into with him, but uh, yeah. So I mean, you, I would love to see King just stay stay a reliever. I know he probably doesn't want to because middle relief guys don't get paid like starting pitchers. But hey, you know what? You can still make a fucking nice living being being a really reliable setup guy. So uh, I would hope the Yankees do the smart thing. But they'll if you have to put a put a vote on it for this segment it's definitely i definitely well how many big time starters turn into relievers and make a full career out of it most big relievers have come up as a as a starting pitcher yeah but even a fucking schlub like andrew heaney will get five or six million dollars as a free agent next year where michael king can actually and go in the bullpen next year and be the best reliever in major league baseball and because of his uh you know his stature or whatever would get like $2 million. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why from the player's standpoint, I see it. But, you know, from the organizational standpoint, it would be stupid or be Yankees to keep Michael King as a starting pitcher. Uh, And speaking of keep, as we close out the show here, Jameson Tyone's off the I.L. He's starting Tuesday against the Toronto Blue Jays. That means somebody's got to go, right? Who was it? Albert Abreu gets sent down, and he fucking survives again. Now, I know (laughs) there's six games left in the season, right? And if Andrew Heaney sees any of them, you'll hope it's it's game 162 because the Yankees have that top wild card wrapped up, and they just need somebody to go in there and fucking get the game over with, right? But what does he have on Brian Cashman? It's crazy, he, man. He has survived as the Yankees have gotten every single one of their guys back. He has survived. They just he don't want to let him go. Fucking postseason roster. He better not. A imagine lefty. He's on, imagine he's on the wild card roster. No, he might. He might be. No, Ryan. I would trust fucking Roof Nettle Door to get me an out in a wild card game more than I would trust fucking Andrew Heaney. But he survived again. The Heen dog. 
I mean, you got to start asking questions like that. Like, what does he have in Brian Cash? And it's not like a Brayu like it was some fucking big time player, but a Brayu had some big moments. Like Heaney, yeah, Heaney yeah. pitched that game against Boston. I'm giving him the credit. He was great. It was a big game. But we said after we said, don't go down the well again. No, there's no more water in it. that well. That's it. I promise you, that's the best you're gonna get, dude. He hit a ceiling, and now he's fucking crashing down to the floor. Um. Yeah, so uh, I'll tell you one thing. You know, people always ask me, what's like the one thing that the Yankees could do that you wouldn't root for them anymore? And if Brian Cashman gives this fucking guy a contract next year, I think I'm out. Oh, my God, that will never happen. That will never happen. And we're going to be sitting here one day getting ready to prep for the show, and we're just going to see Yankees re-sign Andrew Heaney two years, $14 million. <laughs> and I'll be like, I'm done, dude. Done. Like, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I wouldn't be able to. So uh, here we go. Another, you know, it's not going to end now. We're, you know, we're in the. Uh, what did they say in in the home in stretch? The, no, Ryan. What did they say? What did Doctor Strange say? We're in the end game now. We're in the end game now. Yeah, this is it, dude. I mean, we we started uh, with the uh, Red Sox. Yanks swept. Now it's another big series. The Yankees can't take their foot off the gas here. If they go out and win this series, then they're going to be set up pretty nice. Where they might only need to win one game against Tampa, you know, because you're gonna if you win this series, you're gonna put yourself another game ahead of Toronto, which are already two up. So you'll be three going into the final. Three games where if you win a game, you clinch the second wild card. Then you see what Washington does against Boston. So the Yankees have to keep their foot on the gas here and win the series. I mean, if they do that, they're gonna they're basically in the postseason. So and with Garrett Cole pitching on Wednesday, you gotta you, you gotta give me something, guy. Like I don't get me wrong, like we've been ripping on Garrett Cole. But I fucking love the guy, dude. I really do. And I'm fucking disappointed in the way he's performed recently. Like, I want to go out there and I want to see him fucking even get into the seventh inning. Ten Ks, one run. So I can, on Wednesday night when we're watching that game, they're like, that's my fucking ace. And I want to feel good about this guy taking the ball on October 5th. Whoa. And right now, I don't feel good about it. Like, everything was great about that sweep in Boston. Like, John Carl Stan showed up. There was a lot of guys in that, especially in that bullpen on that pitching staff that showed up, you know, and I, you know, fuck Evan Roberts too, because oh, Aaron Judge didn't have a great offensive series. Maybe he didn't, but guess who set the fucking tone for everything that happened on in Friday Fenway night. over the weekend on Aaron Judge on Friday night in his first at bat. So that's what people, people don't look at these things. Like we look at them like, Aaron Judge's postseason numbers may not jump off the page at you and be like, oh, this guy's not a superstar in the postseason. No, but he sets the tone. He sets a fucking tone a lot of the times for a lot of big Yankee wins in the postseason. And when he doesn't, they lose. And look, this is obviously the biggest series of the season. But the only reason that it is is because the Yankees took care of business leading up to it. If they if they fell short in, in Boston, this series probably doesn't mean as much because they're probably this is how important that game last night was after they first took the first two they would have needed to sweep toronto exactly so like solidify things winning this series means everything and like you said you can't take your foot off the gas man fucking if anything floor it and fucking barrel through and keep winning ball games and And, and you know what set the tone 
That's imp- it's so important they go out there tomorrow night and set the tone. They owe Toronto for that fucking embarrassment that happened at Yankee Stadium last month. Yeah. You know what you do? Go up there for the first time in two years, shut those fucking Canucks up, and knock Toronto out of the postseason. Okay? That's what you got to go up there and do. And I don't, and honestly, God, dude, I don't like that Jamison Tyone is getting a, basically a fucking rehab start tomorrow night. But the Yankees got to see what he's got at the major league level. They do. Yeah. I mean, if you if if you want to get to where you got to go this year, I mean, James Tyone's got to play a part in that in the postseason. Short leash, you got Sevy out there. To, exactly. To, to Sevy's got two him, days. So. Of, he's gonna have two days of rest now. King's gonna have two days of rest. Herman still hasn't fucking thrown since he's been called up. You got your pieces out there. Uh, you're gonna have a day off for Green, a day off for Chapman. You know, even if you got to go to the pen. Pen in the second or third inning. You can't let this game slip away no. from you because you want to know why. You got to put the pressure on Toronto. They went out, you know, they came back and they won the final two games of the series against Minnesota. But don't think that they're not thinking in the back of their head that, you know what, we didn't do what we needed to do like against Minnesota. They didn't. They lost the first two games of that series. The first they game of them- the series is the most important by far. So you can't let you can't let Jameson Tyone work through something like all of a sudden, like, oh, we we swept Boston. Like, no, you got to keep your foot on the fucking gas right now. You can't let Jamison Tyone work through shit. You want him to hit a certain pitch count? You know what? If he's fucking jerking around and, and you don't think he's going to get through the third, pull him and stick his ass out in the bullpen and have him fucking finish the game in the bullpen. I agree. Short leash. You got, so too, you got-, you got too many guys out there to not use them. And then you just... And I'm gonna and this and so you gotta win to you gotta you gotta make sure you get that first one and then you gotta rely on Garrett Cole to be Garrett Cole. If he has another even six inning three run performance looking like he did in Boston and the Yankees win, okay, fine. He did enough to win. But I gotta be I gotta have that feeling. I'm telling you, Chris, I and Ryan, I gotta have that feeling when that game is over on Wednesday that our ace is, is ready, ready to, to fucking take the ball on October 5th. And I don't feel that right now. And I hate that I don't feel that. But that's what Wednesday is for. Wednesday's got to show me. He's got to show me. And everybody listening to the show, every Yankee fan, Garrett Cole's got to take the fucking ball in an extremely important game on Wednesday and give you every last bit of confidence that he's going to go out in Fenway Park or Yankee Stadium, or wherever that fucking game is going to be, and he's going to be the $340 man that erases all doubt that you only need to score two runs in that game because he's got it. 100%. That's what Wednesday Wednesday is for. Making a statement. And I believe, uh, is it it Nasty Nestor on Thursday to close the series? Yes. It's Nestor. No, it's Kluba. Oh, Colby Kluba. Kluba is uh, closing out this. So the Yankee. Uh, Yankees did. <laughs> Yankees playing with the rotation a little bit, huh? Yep. So uh, all seven oh seven starts. Up. Uh, it's Tyone Ryu, and then uh, Cole and uh, Barrios, and then Cuba against uh, Robbie Ray. So the twin, uh, the twins, the uh, Toronto's throwing three really good pitchers. The Yankees are throwing three really good pitchers. It's just gonna. Hey, if. We always say, like, everybody's talking about strength of schedule, strength of schedule. Oh, Toronto's playing Baltimore and Minnesota, and Boston's playing Washington and fucking Baltimore, and the Yankees have got to play this team and that. Look, there's no Baltimores 
in the postseason. There's no Kansas Cities in the fucking postseason. If you want to win 28, these are the teams you got to beat. So I'm not worried, per se, about the other team's schedules because if the Yankees are going to win the World Series this year, they got they should be able to beat Boston. They should be able to beat Toronto. They have to beat them. They have to beat them, exactly. So I'm not worried about the other team's schedules because if the Yankees are going to get to where they got to go, these are the teams that they got to beat. So fucking beat them. Boom. Boom. All right, so uh, that should conclude episode 254 of the NYYST podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for your continued support of the show. Follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Ryan is wearing a very small hat right now. Okay, <laughs> okay. So um, please go to patreon.com slash NYYST. Five bucks a month gets you exclusive shows and uh, discounts on merch merch like your el capitan hoodie which which you need right now i mean it's fucking 50 degrees when you leave the house in the morning i'm cold it's a little chilly out so you need a new hoodie you need to go cop that at nyysportstalk.com click on the shop tab and uh please go to apple Podcasts to really listen to the show five star rating and review and we i mean really we we need that picture of ryan on social media right now chris can you take a screen grab of this I can actually. I think. <laughs> I don't even know how to. I think it's a green screen. Crack, crack. There's Hold a on. pop, pop. Don't move. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you very much for listening to the show. SGR. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Uh.